morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. out the last hour chuck is still here mm-hmm. to go buddy way to persevere i decided it might be good to work more than i don't know Seven. nine minutes <laughs> earn my paycheck for once well, i mean it is the week before the holidays chuck it is funny though how i threw that out there about three weeks ago and you guys just ripped into me oh no, there's people out there with real jobs yes. which of course I knew and didn't mean. And now everybody's like, oh, it feels like the holidays. We were saying this you were on saying December that last week. Seventeenth. You were saying that on like the Monday after Thanksgiving. Correct. It was still November when you were staying. It's true now. And it was and true it then. I think it was August 10th. And Chuck's like, it's kind of like holiday season, isn't it? You got Labor Day. Christmas in July. You can mail it in. It's just sort of your disposition. You're kind of a laid back guy. You That's want, a good thing. You want everybody to have fun yeah. and enjoy their life, which is a good thing. Every once in a while, Hoff and I, though, we got to get some work done around here, okay? Oh, okay. You're over there, you're over there in holiday mode. No, I'm showing up. As Mark DeRosa likes to say, I go to the post every day, okay? I show up for work, but why be wound tight? I'm not going to get anything done, but I'll Listen, be there. <laughs> I will be there. When you ask me to talk on the radio, I will talk, okay? My point is, why be wound tight? Why be stressed out? Does that help your life? Does it help your coworkers? Does it help your family? To be worrying about everything. It doesn't make anything better. It makes it worse. Be happy. Be positive. It's the holidays. Spread some Christmas cheer. Excuse me. Holiday cheer. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas cheer. That's fine. That's fine. Midday grind. Coming at hour here. Five down to the fan. Hello, workers. For those of you who are still working. This should be a busy week of Hello, work. Hello, mail it inners. Mail it inners. That's a lot of people that we know. I think it's just the world we live in. That's all. You're... I'm wearing sweatpants. Oh, these are coaching pants, Chuck. Oh, okay. You're wearing sweatpants. It's kind of hard to act like we're really dialed up. Listen, bro. I've been raking leaves all day, helping out around the house. We're getting some flooring in, okay, as well. I've been raking leaves. I'm working out after this. This is sweatpants for work, okay? I'm sweating in these sweatpants. These aren't these aren't chilling pants on the couch pants with your pajamas on. These are work sweats. Chuck sweatpants have pizza sauce on them. That's all I'm saying. That's a fair question. Flooring's being done in the Marlowe household, Chuck. One of my uh, rental units, actually, but still, I'm helping facilitate. We get it. You're a slumlord. We get it. My goal is to be actually a full-time slumlord and just just do that and a little radio. That's a great and TV, of course. <laughs> Depending on who's listening, of course, I love my radio job. I love my TV job. And I'm looking above. more long-term. Sure. Cousin John and I were slumlords for a while. That's when I was spotted cleaning the gutters by the mailman. Sure. 
who said, I'll be damned, sports guy does gutters. And I said, well, The one and only time you did it, probably. Correct. No, I used to do a lot of handiwork. Although, Cousin John and I dabbled a little bit in that uh, rental property game. Met my wife, Kim, and she's very handy. And things would break, and we'd get calls. And I'm like, oh, God, who could fix that? Who could? She said, why do you guys own property? You can't fix anything. It does help if you're handy. I don't see you being that handy, but I see you being kind of cheap, so you try to fix everything. First of all, you buy the units when they're all ready to go. Everything new, new flooring, new appliances, and then you get your guy, my guy Greg, who can fix anything. You need a guy. You He's my MVP. Greg. All right, a friend of the show, Chris Pelican, says something's up with Martin's mic. I oh, can't tell okay. here. Hop over into the seat. Martin. Okay, I'm going to slide over. Say something guy. interesting, Charlie, if you can. Well, I'll tell you what. This uh, weekend in sports, of course, yesterday, <laughs> that away, Martin? I start to watch the Blues game, and it's four zip after one. I'm switching back and forth. You have NFL. You have a really entertaining slew game. Unfortunately, they can't pull it out, but still, from watching that game and watching their body of work, I was getting a little uh, guff on Twitter. I didn't say they're for sure an NCAA tournament team. I didn't say they're making it to the Sweet 16 or the Final Four. All I'm saying is this team still has a lot of room for improvement, and at this point, with a very tough non-conference schedule, which will get tougher, they're going to play Florida State, they look like a team that should be in the field of 68. That's all I'm saying. And that game to me, I said this, it looked like a 7-10 first round. Where, 100%. Where it's tight and you're flipping around like, oh, who's this? Oh, wow. Houston's a 7, Slew's a 10. Look at that. Oh, it's close. It's going down to the wire. Into the you know low 60s, that kind of game. I think they're a tournament team. And that goes back to the question, more confident? Yes, of course. That slew makes it. Blue's confidence that they're making the playoffs is for me is about one percent. Wow, even with the dog, that's even, pessimistic because right now the percentage is what seven percent, six percent, a little over six percent chance. Shouldn't you add percentages with Barkley though, not take well, percentages not, away? Eighty like percent, if, if you include Barkley, because the, the hot NHL is going to decide. You know, season's over. Blues finish with like eighty-five points. They're out of the playoff race. But every 80. time NHL. Twitter account posts a Barclay photo. They get a lot of views and a lot of hits. They go, okay, Minnesota, you don't have a dog. You're out. The Blues, right. you're in the playoffs. <laughs> it would be better if hockey had a selection committee, and then that could be a factor. By the way, Craig Berube, who's not a great soundbite, which is what we look for, right? Or people, I think he's getting more interesting. 100%. Because I think he's getting pissed. 100%. And you can tell as a player, he's a tough guy, and he's sick of it. So all of his answers now are more and more interesting when they're terrible, the team. And they were asking about too many men on the ice and penalties. He said, stupidity, just stupidity, that's all. And he kind of elaborated some more, and it just kept coming back to stupid, a lot of stupidity. They have had nine penalties this year for too many men on the ice. Six times under the new coach, Craig Berube. Yeah, he's kind of outing himself there by saying it's stupid, isn't it? Cor isn't he? Just well, I'm saying, is is any of that you and your staff over there? That feels like coaching, I have to <laughs> like, say. I mean, yeah, like, uh... and I love Baruvi, don't get me wrong. And they pushed a little further on it. Well, this guy, he's like, yeah, stupidity. And I don't think anybody had the guts to say. And Are I you calling there. yourself? Are you saying you're stupid? Because I'm confused, coach. He has become more interesting. And the more that there are reports that. You know, they could go after Quinville. He's going to get to that bleep bleep doesn't care anymore. He's going to be like Charlie where it doesn't matter. It's the holidays. In fact, he should have said that yesterday. 
Go enjoy your lives, okay? Don't worry about it. It's the holiday season. There are people with real problems. We suck at hockey, especially on weekends other than Fridays. Don't worry about it. Here's where you know it's really hit rock bottom, and I hope this happens. But one of these games, if if the Blues have another outing where they lose 7-2, I want Barubi to walk to the podium with Barkley. And then you know, <laughs> then you know it's over. Also, the it's even worse than that. It's it was, so it was three under Yo in nineteen games and six under Barubi in twelve. So they have had six too many men on the ice in twelve games. With Yo, it was three and nineteen, and we complained about those three and nineteen a lot. Like now it seemed, it's one it a seemed, game. Basically. It seemed <laughs> it seemed apparent when it was happening with Yo, like every other game, it wasn't, and yet now it's happening well, literally every other game. And it's funny because it. Sometimes it's early. It's happened like in the first period before. It was in the first minute a couple games ago. And they're like, well, let's get this out of the way. Let's get who's got the over under. Listen, if you really think about this, this is a positive because you have a lot of players who are really excited to go out there. No, listen, you have a lot of players who are very excited to get on the ice and play hockey. Okay, spin it positive. They're so eager. Again, my thought on that one, get it out early. You have fresh legs. It's going to be easy to kill a power play at that moment. (laughs) I think we need Barubi to tell both of you. Those takes, stupidity, stupidity. I don't know how you're not ready to play. We just won two games. You know, we're feeling good, ready to roll. And we got a team that uh, played yesterday afternoon in Minnesota. And uh, real good opportunity to make it three in a row and start feeling good. And, you know, we just we lay an egg. We just no good. No good. No good. <laughs> Out cue. No good. No good. How weird for Keith Kachuk, who still works for the Blues. He's a scout. He'll, you'll see him up. You ran into him in Sarnia a couple of times. A couple of times in Sarnia, Thunder Bay. He is scouting for the team. Windsor. Son plays for the Flames, scores the first goal of the game. It'd be hard if your dad, like, not to stand up. Like, woo! And they're like, dude, you work for the Blues. Right, Have you seen right. your record, though? Right, yeah. But who cares? <laughs> These guys are actually pretty good. Let's, hey, get on board with the Flames, huh? Good for Matthew Kachuk, oh. local kid scoring a goal. And why not? Everybody was going to score, so why not him be part of it? Four zip after the first period. It's 13-3 to combined score over the last two Sundays. And wasn't Sunday also 4 nothing after the first period? It, like, yeah, last week, the Vancouver game. was particularly compelling early either. And Vancouver came in bad. Calgary came in good. Doesn't seem to really matter. It's It seems that what happened is Doug Armstrong had the Blues blender. He took it out this summer, and he just started throwing pieces in. And it's not – it doesn't taste right. You know, something about it. They took all these pieces and threw them in. It's not working. It's not a good mix. Got to throw a banana or some spinach in there. That usually helps with the good – Some kale. Yeah. Beets, a superfood. Yeah. To be fair, though, it's let's – No, look, don't be no, fair. No, no. Don't, don't, don't be fair. No, because to I'm be going to throw – They have a super cute – Hold on. I'm going to throw myself under the bus and yourself because we all love these moves in the summer. Correct. Didn't we give a lot of kudos to Doug Armstrong? I 100% agree with you that the puzzle pieces do not fit. But on paper, it sure seemed like this team should be much better. And when he made all these moves and they get Ryan O'Reilly and they get rid of Berglund, who doesn't even want to show up for a practice in Buffalo, we all love these moves. So to be fair, it's hard. No, it's fair to criticize, but we were giving him a lot of uh, hoorays about three, four months ago. I think the O'Reilly deal tipped the scales, right? When it was Chad Johnson, the backup, there were a lot of activity. There was a lot of activity. It wasn't huge. Perron coming back, oh, okay, Chad Johnson. But once you did all of it, plus O'Reilly, and then Maroon was kind of the cherry on top, 
Agreed. Everybody was optimistic. I think also hopeful that maybe this was going to be a really good team. But it's it's weird because there is talent there, but yet they just play, like the coach said, they just lay an egg. They play stupid. It's weird. It's really – I don't know if it's going to unravel because they do win on Friday, so that helps. They don't have a Friday game this week, Charlie, so I'm a little concerned. They'll face Hitch's squad up in Edmonton. Yeah, they hate them, though. They hate them. They're 9-2-2. Two, two. Somebody actually tweeted back at me yesterday. Now, <laughs> with the current group that's here, too many of the players probably would not have wanted him back, even though Frank Who was cares tweeting. about the players? I'm, I don't know whether it would have worked or not. He's 9-2-2 two, and two since taking over in Edmonton. Somebody responded to me yesterday. Yeah, but in two or three years, there'll be a burnout factor. I'm like, okay. If I'm Edmonton, I'm like, I'll take that. Oh, in two to three years, they're really going to be sick of him. Okay. When he's 70, by the way. Coaches right. get fired every couple of months in the NHL. Maybe Edmonton gets a dog, and that helps with the mood around the Hitch clubhouse. <laughs> Maybe it, they, hey, I really hate this coach, but this dog is super cute. I'm not too mad anymore. It's all of the outside stuff, too, that makes it worse because you made a coaching change. and I'm 90% certain. We'll have to ask Solly. That Army said about Hitchcock, because it was while Baruby was sitting there and they're going over everything out at the mills about the coaching change and Mike Yo is out. Hitchcock gets named as the Oilers coach, and Army said, I told them, if you don't hire him, I will. Didn't he say something along those lines? He did. During the press conference. So they did hire him, 9 2 and 2, since he took over. And then that Quinville report came out on Sunday. And again, the optics on it. Blues fans are like, way to go, Army. You missed out again. I think the Blues front office was even going, holy crap, is he really going to the Flyers? And Andy Strickland, friend of the show, who will be here on Wednesday with our surprise boxes to open up. We opened one up on TV last night. That'll be fun. It was a lot of fun. He talked to Quenville yesterday who said nothing to it. Haven't talked to them. And then Andy said, the guy's sitting in Colorado skiing. He's at like a fireplace in a cabin. Drinking. Would you want to get on a plane and go take over the last place team in the East? Would you want to do that? Not this year. Maybe next year with a big, fat new contract. Every other Friday, his bank account's like 600 grand more. I mean, like, like, why would you get up and go do work when it's still happening? He's following the Charlie. He's like, excuse me? I got to do what? Hey, it's holiday season. Let's just mail it in. His holiday season goes pretty much till Flag Day. Yeah, he's set. If you're Coach Q, why would you take any job this season? unless you actually think you could go there and have a chance to win a cup this year. Otherwise, it makes no sense. You just wait, and you get the best possible opportunity with, what, maybe dozens of teams competing uh, to hire you in three, four months. And if Chicago is now home, and supposedly you've got a nice big house there, if Chicago is home, and you've been there for a long time, St. Louis is perfect. You're close by. I mean, if your family's up there, your wife wants to come back and forth, it's, there's a lot of selling points. Strickland said the interest level from the Blues towards Quenville, and and let's be honest, sometimes Strick has to hedge things a little bit because he works on the broadcast and he's around the team and management, so sometimes he has to hold back. He said on television last night on Fox 2, the interest from the Blues in hiring Q would be an 11 out of 10, that (laughs) 1,000% that he's on their radar. So I'm sure Doug Armstrong probably went, holy crap, Flyers. It's really weird because nothing has changed. Other than the Flyers said last night, whoever their coach is, I forget his hack, whatever his name is. Coach Q. When no, the the Flyers' current coach, they said he is still a Hackstall. Or no, he, I mean, he just got fired. He just got fired. Hackstall just got fired. All right, so he got fired. He's gone. 
not Hextall, the old GM, but Hextall. Oh, no. no, I, I got it. I, so when you said that earlier, I thought you were talking about the old GM. The Flyers have fired their coach. So the guy who reported that yesterday, and his report said either Sunday night or Monday morning they're going to be firing him. He was correct about that. But then he said they will hire Joel Quenville. And according to Quenville, that unless they could be playing the game, I think when he first denied it, Hackstall. Hackstall is fired. When Hackstall it was first, when Strick got the word from Quenville that it wasn't true, it's still possible that the Flyers plan on hiring him or going full tilt after him. I just don't know why you'd say yes if you're cute. Can you see any reason why you would do that? But the guy's report was very specific. They're going to fire the current coach either tonight or tomorrow. They did that, and they're going to hire Quinville. Is it possible that was their plan? Or they told this guy, sources, and then we're going to go after Q. And it's like, great plan, except he doesn't want to go there. I will just say this, without having inside information to this particular situation, we do see sometimes things like this where one domino has to fall. And I'm thinking about baseball last year. Remember when Ken Rosenthal reported that Mike Sosha was going to step down at the end of the year, but it was mid-season. Mike Sosha comes out. What word did he use? Poppycock. He said that's poppycock. That's a good word, too. It's a great word. And, of course, after the season's over, Mike Sosha does, in fact, step down. Ken Rosenthal gets the last laugh and tweets out poppycock. So, again. The guy in Phoenix had Bruce Arians last year. Remember, it was a local correct. radio guy. That said, Arians has decided to to resign resign at the end of the year, retire, whatever. And Arians like, what are you talking about? The denials, of course, that's a big part of it. The only thing that changes this is if you really look closely at it, it doesn't make any sense. Now, could Quenville be introduced tomorrow as the new coach of the Flyers, and he could say to Strickland, "Sorry, dude, I just had to say that because we weren't quite done with the deal. They're giving me ten million a year. I got to take the job, whatever." Absolutely, I still feel like anything is possible. I just feel it's unlikely. doesn't make sense. But if he does, Blues fans will go bananas because I think they were kind of counting on that. And if you're Doug Armstrong or Tom Stillman, that's your move this summer. What's your other chip to play? Hey, we signed some more free. Yeah, great. Hey, we locked up another guy that's been here and we haven't won with. Oh, oh, great. There's nothing to sell. Hey, we got a bunch of young guys. Yeah, we, we've been seeing them. We yeah. got a second dog. Hey, Jake's back. Okay, we got another dog. <laughs> There's the dog bump, the second dog bump. Other than getting Q, I don't know what that summer move is to win everybody over. My so, my point, though, is, and I trust Strick, but if five months from now or right when the season ends, the Flyers do hire Coach Q, you could understand how an organization and an agent basically, okay, wink, wink, we have a deal in place. He doesn't want to coach the rest of this season, but he will and again, I'm not saying that will no, happen, understand. but you could foresee that type of scenario potentially playing out. No, I think that's very plausible. We we do see that happen all the time. That this in this guy's report, I'm sure somebody did say to him, "Here's the plan: we're going to get Quenville." And maybe it is the agent saying that to the team. Oh, I'll get him to come. They don't worry. And Quenville's saying, "Hey, I don't know if that's official or whatever." I agree, but it's fascinating if he goes to Philly. Blues fans, it will be another kick to the groin. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. That's fair. Right is now, there anybody just... who do, is there any Blues fan who doesn't think now? Does that mean you're going to win automatically because Quenville's here? No, but I'd give it a shot. I'd it... give it. A, and why did he win in Chicago? Because he was out of St. Louis. No, he had Taves and Kane. He had a good team. It does seem like this roster, though, because we all look at it and we see the names and we see the production from past years. It does seem like this is a group. 
that if they were coached perfectly, could make a very quick turnaround. I'm not saying this year, but there's still a lot of names on the back of those jerseys that are really, really good. Yes, do you have to trim some fat? Do you have to get younger? Of course. But I'm saying you're not that far away. That's why I don't think it takes a two, three-year rebuild. I think you make smart moves the rest of this year. You get the right coach. You could you could surely see the Blues in the postseason next year. Anybody not like the idea of Quenville coaching the Blues? Why would you not? Well, I'm asking if there could be. 855-282. I'm getting involved with the people, Chuck. Do you understand? While you're over there with your fancy flooring and your fancy rake, Rich guy phone. we're trying to touch base with the actual... My fancy rake. The, we're talk, talking to the fans out there. Make a compelling case why you don't want Coach Hitch, huh? Real huh? quick, because you brought up a rake. 855 fancy rake be? Hold on. Here's how cheap I am. I'm raking leaves yesterday. My rake comes apart. The rake part comes off the stick. Mm. Instead of going to the store to buy a new one, I get in there because I'm so handy, Martin. Duct I take a, I take, tape. I was going to duct tape it. Blue. I take a little screw. I screw it back in place, and I'll be able to use that rake, hopefully, for another couple months. Saves me about eight bucks. It's never quite the same. Once that bottom piece comes loose, That's true. then you're a little tentative the whole time you're raking. And then you take, a big, you take a big cut, and all of a sudden the rake just flies about 30 feet. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the same. This Thursday, Chuck, we're going to be out at Hot Shots. We're going to be there in Fenton. All day long. In fact, starting at 7 a.m. Going until the afternoon. Through the midday grind. Through the midday grind. Thank yes. you. 7 to 1. This Thursday, stop by the Hot Shots in Fenton. The toy drive is taking place all day. Donations benefiting friends of kids with cancer. will do cash donations, toy donations. Anybody that comes to Hot Shots in Fenton that day and makes either a cash or toy donation is going to receive a coupon for a free Hot Shots appetizer. That is their way of saying thanks. So stop by and see us in Fenton. The Hot Shots coming up on Thursday. And Chuck, the brewery lights up and running. That'll be great fun. Take the misses. Janie May, see the lights. The AB Brewery lights. Did you do it, Hoff? We were there Saturday night. It was packed. How about that? It was un- it was me. Well, they've heard us talking about yeah, it. Yeah, me, my wife, my sister, and her husband. The four of us went. We had dinner in the Central West End, went to brewery lights, and it was a madhouse. I think the weather Friday night, I think, caused a lot of people to postpone to go on, on Saturday night. But it was fun. It was a good time. Beautiful lights. Uh, if you wanted to, you can get a free beer sample. They have food as well. We saw they were playing Frosty the Snowman there on Saturday night. That's offensive. Oh, is it? I'm offended by that. Can't play that. Okay. At the end of the movie, if there's some melting going on, you got little kids watching that. Global Imagine. Warming. Global warming. I'm just joking, by the way. You tell your kids Brewery lights, we love you. walk you. everywhere you go. We're trying to save the environment. Uh, and also a little miniature ice skating rink, which we didn't go anywhere near because I don't trust those things. But uh, hey, that's uh, and I don't trust big ice skating rinks with a lot of people. I know I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna. I have a fear that like my finger's gonna be. Oh, you're gonna get run yeah, over. Yeah, it's a huge fear of mine. I thought like collapsing into the earth, like no, cratering, or no, that's not it. Just ice skating. Just another rinks in weird general, paranoia. I, I avoid. Was Barkley skating around on the ice? Barkley was not. <laughs> I love Barkley. You know we're in trouble for baseball season. The Cardinals are bad, and uh, Barkley's throwing out a first pitch. I'll tell you what. You got the squirrel, though. Do you think Louie's jealous? We had the cat, remember? <laughs> How about the Blackhawks mascot fighting that was, for uh, real? Was be That's at the end great. Of the Is it Tommy you, the Hawk? What mascot would you want to get in a fight with? And apparently, in the video, the Chicago Sun-Times posted it. The mascot for the Hawks, Tommy the Hawk, body slams the hell out of this kid, and apparently not caught on tape is the 18- to 20-year-old kid went up and punched the mascot, started it, but Tommy the Hawk settled the score. It's good for him. 
I love that. Does he get fired for that? He shouldn't. It's self-defense. No. Just because you're wearing a suit, you can't get punched. Can you ever live that down? You got suit. beat up by a mascot? Uh, or does that live with you forever? I think maybe at Your the Your friends end. always bring that up to you when you see him? Yeah, I think that would always be brought up. <laughs> I mean, for about 10 years, my friends always brought up the fact that Harry Carey called me rude. And they never let it go. I wouldn't do? either. And they just kept talking about. It. And, and these you were call from, him like Harold or something like no, that. No, it's tendency to not call people famous people by the by the first name. Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> it actually goes back to Lance Allen, the guy you like so much out of Milwaukee. He was always making fun of me. We were at Wrigley Field, covering Brewers Cubs, and it was the first uh, interleague game for the Brewers. Oh yeah. They were in the American League and they were playing the Cubs. So I was working in Madison, Wisconsin. He was working in Milwaukee, and we were both there covering the Brewers. But you're getting people's opinions on whether interleague's a good idea or not. And everybody does the scrum, right? If you're down there on the field, like Jim Regelman was the Cubs manager, I think. Maybe the interim manager, probably. Matt, he's always just kind of an interim. He's interim. always yeah. an he interim. Ever, is he ever full-time? <laughs> he was the Cubs manager. And <laughs> you could walk up, and there's 10 people interviewing him. You just kind of politely... Put your mic there, unless you're Sally and you show it up their nose. So you get in on the scrum, and that's how it works. So we're all bouncing around the field. You know, maybe Phil Garner was the man. I don't even remember. Tom Treblehorn. We're all, like, sticking mics in everybody's face. It's just kind of what you do. So I turn around, and now Lance Allen, who's a friend of mine, different station, is interviewing Harry Carey. So I was like, oh, God, this would be perfect. In hindsight, I probably wouldn't do it the same way. But I walked over, and I just held our mic kind of lower so it's not in their shot. And it's a friend of mine, so I know he's not going to care. And Harry stops. Is it, next time Lance is on, you need to ask him. I will. Because Harry Carey stops talking to Lance, looks over at me, and says, Whoa, you're a rude young man. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. And I was probably about 29 and at the time, so I was younger. I was 29? Younger. I was like 28, 29. Okay. I was younger, and I said, I'm sorry. And he said, this is what Harry said. You are a rude, terrible person. <laughs> that kind of is what he said. Cubs win! And I said, I'm so sorry, Mr. And so then I, I let them finish their interview. Now Lance is laughing, so I, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm good, I'm good, thanks. I don't need anything else. So now I'm walking away very sheepishly. Strange. Yeah, I felt terrible. A little dejected. So I can hear, though, in my ear, and he had a handler, female handler, younger gal, says, all right, Harry, we better, better get upstairs. It's getting warm out here. He's, she's like, no, where are you going? And I can hear this, but I'm not watching. I'm walking away. And I hear him say, well, I, I'm going to go talk to that rude fella. <laughs> so now <laughs> I'm thinking he's not going to yell at me. Oh, no. So I turned around, and I said, Mr. Carey, I'm so sorry. I said, you know, Lance is a friend of mine. I was just trying to save time. Instead of asking the same questions, I said, that's kind of how most people do it. He said, well, I... I only talk to people one at a time. I don't want to talk to everybody at once. And I said, I'm so sorry. And he said, okay, you want to do it? And he lined up and he oh, did the interview. Oh, that's nice of So my Chicago friends heard the story, thought it was hilarious. It is. Harry Carey died maybe a year later during spring training, I think. And, of course, there's no cell phone. Anything. So my home answering machine when I got home that night was like, oh, well, you're a rude young man. <laughs> and they're like, do you hear what Harry's last words were? Like, oh, okay. You are a rude, Thank terrible you. person. Not that funny, but... No, I like that story. And real quick, during that story, it gave me a thought, because you started that story talking about the Blackhawks mascot. Is it Tommy Hawk? Think about it. The Blackhawks are doing the same thing the Blues are doing with Barkley in a different way. They've set this up. It's an inside job. 
They paid some drunk kid 50 bucks probably to fight Ooh. the mascot. Now everybody's talking about the mascot fight and not the fact that they're a terrible hockey team. Think about it. Hmm. Am I wrong? That's their version. The new, like the new PR for the last week and for the next week is going to be Tommy Hawk. He's going to be on all the shows. Bad hockey, good diversion. That's the goal. All right, quick break here. Coming at our midday grind on 590 The Fan. Just a couple of rude guys talking sports. 1 o'clock, it is the hard line right here on 590 The Fan. 